right, well, this is another episode of The Wrap-Up, where we talk about sports, politics, and entertainment. Uh, remember, this is an opinionated show, facts first, but opinions later. Um, but before we get into the topics, we're going to go into our a and A&M updates with Ms. Clemens. All right, well, hello, everyone, again. Um, the landscape of Alabama a and University will soon change. Groundbreaking began for a new 134,000-square-foot event center. This development is located just off Memorial Parkway, North Memorial Parkway, to be exact, next to our very own Lewis Cruz Stadium. And this structure will not only be used for university events, but will also be used for community events as well. And some important dates to remember for Regarding the spring 2021 semester, virtual classes will begin on January 13th, with on-campus classes beginning January 19th. And to register for spring 2021, students must contact their academic advisor. Spring 2021 will not include a spring break recess, so please remember to plan accordingly. And that concludes our A&M News. Well, thank you, Ms. Clemens, for those A&M updates. We're going to go into our topics. So what we're going to talk about today is just the overall why vote. That is the subject of today's topic. And for this first topic, we have the presidential election for 2020 against Joe Biden and President Trump. Now, the presidential election is underway as of right now. Over 120 million people have casted their vote, including Alabama's 3.7 million registered voters. This would have been President Trump's second term after winning the election. However, Vice President Biden and Senator Kamala Harris took the lead, winning over 270 electoral votes, making them the new president and vice president of the United States. This will not only be America's first woman as vice president, but America's first black woman and South Asian American woman to uphold this position. January 20th, 2021 will end President Trump's role as President of the United States, making him the first term president since George W. Bush Sr. My first question is, does this open the door for women to run for president or do we still have more time to go? Jamila. Okay. Um, I would personally say that the door was already open. I think I don't know how to put it in any other way besides saying that it'll, the word that's coming to my mind is optimistic. It'll make more people, I think, try to go out for that position. Uh, And let me say, by me saying that the door was already open, obviously never have had a woman president or VP before. Um, So I can see why me saying the door is open or it was already open is kind of like, what? but like legally, the door, I mean, we did have a, a woman, Hillary Clinton, she did, you know, run in the last election. Obviously she lost, but you know, yeah. <laughs> well, just to pick back up on what you were saying, um, I do agree with you. The doors are definitely open as if you all remember what, we, none of us were born yet, but um, Shirley Chisholm ran for president mm-hmm. a long time ago. So I think when she ran for president, that really opened the door and set the setting right then and there. It's just we just didn't have the opportunity, right. if that's the right word, to yeah. get in the house, in the White right. House, if that right. makes sense. Um, I like exactly what everyone said. I'm not going to feedback. But I think that we all have our points here that Shirley Chisholm definitely kicked down the door and opened up a lot of avenues 
for women to be in the White House, not just as a VP, but you also have people like Condoleezza Rice being able to come into office because of what Shirley Chisholm has done. And I think that this year was just the perfect year. I think we missed an opportunity in 2016 to have Hillary in as the first female president. And I think America looked back at that and saw that that was the right time. We should have had our first president there. And so I think this kind of right it's wrong of what happened in 2016. We had a lack of uh, voting going on with the suburban voters. And we also had a lack of uh, presence there from the African-American men as well in 2016. So to be able to see those people come out and vote for Biden and Kamala in particular was extremely uh, welcoming to see. Okay, so this question is for everybody. Now, I want y'all to listen to this question closely. The question is, many people believe you do not have the right to complain if you do not vote. What are y'all feelings on that? That has been like a, a, a big topic amongst voters, non-voters, people who have their specific reasons of why they don't vote. And then you have people um, who have probably had grandmothers or whoever have marched and they feel the need to vote. So what are y'all feelings on people saying that, you know, I don't have to vote or that's that's my right to, to not vote? Like, what are y'all feelings on that? Well, if you can legally vote, then you should vote. And if you don't vote, and you can legally vote, don't say anything. But for on the other hand, if you, you know, just because of your past, can't vote, you can still voice your opinion. You just don't have the opportunity to vote. Right. You just right. can't vote. And the, the biggest thing with this election was we have Trump and we have Joe Biden. And we have people who don't, a lot of people don't trust either one of them. So that has been, you know, the reason of why they're saying that, you know, I don't, I'm not voting this year and you can't say nothing to me if I decide not to vote. Chauncey, what are your feelings on people saying that you, people who have not voted, not being able well, to complain it's about pretty voting? simple. Excuses are monuments of nothingness, first and foremost. And I see this as nothing but a perfect excuse to not vote. As simple as that. This election was probably the greatest election of our time. I mean, no excuse to, no uh, disrespect to Obama and what he did in 2008. Obviously, that's going to be the greatest election of our time as long as we live. But this was a really important uh, election, probably rivals that year of 2008, if we're going to be honest here, because of what was at stake. And for you not to go out and vote, knowing what was at stake going on and to maybe give another, this man that was in office, another term would have been detrimental and it would have been all because of certain people not voting. Um, I actually love to campaign and I was campaigning a lot uh, growing up. And so I actually was born into this. I wouldn't kind of would say uh, my great grandfather was a sharecropper and I actually was uh gracious enough to be able to speak to him while he was here with us and i just felt like it's it's almost a duty to go out and vote you know it's almost what you were born you were born to go out and vote now if you're old enough to now and if you don't have the opportunity due to your past or uh you know legal reasons then i understand that but if you can legally vote it's almost irresponsible not to vote 
Jamila, you can um, you can piggyback, piggyback off of that. But before you answer that question, I want to add this question to it. Should Americans, um, should they be, how can I put this? Should it be a man, should it be mandatory for Americans to be registered to vote and actually vote? Um, mandatory, I don't like that word. Anytime I get iffy uh, when we mention things and try to say that it's mandatory. America, we have a way of trying to implement things that I do not like. So I don't, that word mandatory, it, it comes with something that my mind goes automatically to policing and I don't force in that I don't, I, I would personally say no. Um, and to piggyback off of what we have been talking about, so I really like the fact that Ms. Clemens, you started off by saying, if you legally can vote, uh, that question, the original question, the question before that, loaded with privilege to me. Everyone, as we all know, cannot vote. And also I want to mention, um, this past summer, I was getting, I was getting my hair done and I was talking to this guy. He just had got out of prison, maybe I think a few months before I had met him. And he was saying that for him as a man that just got out of prison, he was in there for a, a while too, not like 20 years or anything like that. But I think it may, may have been maybe five something, uh, some years. And he was saying that as someone that just got out, he in his right mind cannot vote for Joe Biden. He can't, you know, and we all, I'm pretty sure you, we know his track record. He was just saying he cannot do that. Um, and I don't know. Personally, I can't, I don't think I would sit and try to shame someone or try to tell someone um, that them having that type of opinion about something, especially that affected him personally, I don't think I so if he could vote would did he say if he, he would vote for trump um president president no, trump he, okay no he just he said he just wouldn't say he, vote he, he, he wouldn't vote okay he, just saying gotcha. he, he can't vote for biden and i get this election a lot was at stake I, and i did vote and i i'm someone who i i uh with as far as my like peer group i would tell you know people to you know vote i had a lot of friends who were saying originally a few months ago they weren't going to vote but in conclusion, yes, I think it's a lot of that question is loaded with privilege. I think um, it's a lot of just different. I think it, it's not a simple yes or a simple no um, to me. And also, I do think even if you don't vote, I do think you should be able to give your opinion. Yes, uh, it may. To me, I may be a little taken aback uh, by the fact that you have an opinion. You're not doing any type of political action, but yeah I, I can't tell anyone not to you know your opinion is doesn't matter to me to me personally so yeah dealing, dealing with COVID and how the president has um gone about um kind of just trying to bring you know the cases down you know we have the the trials the vaccines that they're saying now are promisely hopefully is going to come out before this year is over if not beginning of next year um, was COVID-19 unpredictable with this timing? Like, is it fair to say that with the Trump campaign and how they handled it, is it fair to say that more people could have been saved or COVID was just so unpredictable to the point to where there was no time to really prepare for it? Well, let me ask this. Was President Trump, was he warned prior to COVID about COVID? Yes. He was. Yes. So. Yes. 
I mean, I, I, think, I think there's the an answer. Yeah. That's, that's pretty a much nice the answer. mic drop. That's a nice <laughs> mic drop because I remember uh, actually watching a video. I want to say it was during President Obama's second term where he talked about, it was post-Ebola, but he talked about a greater virus than Ebola coming about mm-hmm. and that he wanted to start putting in place things, but it was a little too late into his camp, into that second term. Mm-hmm. However, I know that we have actual video of that man speaking on video, well, not on little video, but hearing it through tape, where he talked about this coronavirus and how it may have been a hoax and how he's not really worried about it. He don't want to scare American people. And then we turn around and he has no action truly behind it other than give us a couple of money, give us a couple of dollars, excuse me, just to go back and to just keep quiet and try to get the economy back and rolling. And that not, that's just not going to work. That was inexcusable of what he did. It was just inexcusable. There's no way in the world that you knew about this virus and you didn't have any plan in place truly until it really got to where you had no other choice but to start making moves. Okay. So celebrities have been meeting with Trump. Oh, boy throughout his pretty much his whole his whole term pretty much and you have celebrities across the nation who have been meeting with him to discuss the platinum plan um a few of those people are celebrities like steve harvey kanye west ice cube Lil wayne they have all sat down to meet with president trump and, and plus more like those are just a few um ice cube was posting that he is not endorsing president trump or he's not endorsing anyone actually He's just meeting with them to just, you know, get a feel of what their plans are and how they're going to help the minority group. And then also Luane, he is another one that was in the media and he met with uh, President Trump recently. And he, however, is endorsing President Trump. He posted on his Twitter, just had a great meeting with real Donald Trump, President of the United States. Besides what he's done so far with the criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. The rapper tweeted that, and he also said he listened to what he had to say today and assured that he will and can get it done. Ice Cube, however, is seen on CNN and on Twitter stating he is not endorsing anyone, and he is um, defending his position on Twitter, saying that he his advice to anyone on the planet is to pretty much who has the power to help Black Americans, like, close the enormous wealth gap. Like, his advice is just... If you have that opportunity to meet with meet with someone who has the power to close that wealth gap, then just meet with them regardless of you know the the circumstance. So my question is: Is there a difference in how they met with President Trump? You know, as far as the motives and whatnot, or is this just you know everybody who has met with him, they have their own ulterior motive? Like, is this a motive to help minorities to help the generational gap? Or is this just a publicity move? Because we have a lot, keep in mind, we have a lot of um, African-Americans and, and contrary to belief, a lot of people say that a lot of black people don't, don't really like Trump. But we have these celebrities who have been pretty much the staple, or not necessarily the staple, but who have been kind of like icons in the black community growing up, you know, whether they're rappers, um, uh, actors, or game show hosts, or however. Um, but like I said, though, is there a difference in the way that everybody is meeting with them? Like, is this is this genuine meetings? Is this for publicity? 
Like, what is, what, how do y'all feel about them meeting with the, with the President of the United States? Chauncey, how do you feel about it? Well, we can't necessarily tell them to just shut up and rap because then would you just tell Diddy to shut up and rap and he's just started his own campaign? Would you tell LeBron to shut up and dribble, which was already said, and, you know, not start the more than a vote campaign that just happened? No, we can't say that. People are entitled to their own opinions. However, I think our uh, celebrities and our, our higher voices in these in the black community have to be a lot more uh, vigilant of how they go about in a political standpoint because there's gonna be guys like Donald Trump who literally took Lil Wayne by an example, goes and takes a picture and says, see how I'm with this, I'm with this black guy here and he's been you guys, one of you guys most prominent rappers and he's been so elite and he's so beloved by the community there. Maybe he'll go and this picture will give us some more votes. And that's how these campaign strategists think. You know, they're not in the business for us necessarily. They're in the business for getting in office. And that's just their job, you know? It's nothing else that we can we can truly, this, I don't think that Ice Cube's intention was truly to endorse and rapper. I think it was to endorse the black community. I think, however, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have Lil Wayne where I think that they just used him for a nice photo op, honestly. I don't think that he was truly there uh, for the benefit of us as a community. And so I think we just need to take that into consideration. I think they need to take that into more consideration next time we have another election like this come about. Also, I want to do note that it's funny how Ice Cube went on years ago. It's just funny how time turns, how years ago Ice Cube went on and said, I never had dinner with the president dealing with Eazy-E, and now he's having dinner with the president. Like, Nice reference. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Clemens, Jamila, y'all want to piggyback on what he said? I'll be uh, honest. Oh, you can go ahead, Jamila. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, for one, I think what stands out in my head the most when you compare Lil Wayne and Ice Cube is their background. Uh, sorry again, I said it again. Uh, but Ice Cube, he's been known to be someone that's a little bit more, I don't want to say political, but he's more, we know his background, for him to be someone that talks about issues within the Black community. Well, Wayne, on the other hand, was someone that a couple years ago said that Black Lives Matter, what is that? What is that movement? Right. Some A white cop saved his life when he was a kid. So he yeah. thinks that because of that, white people, it's no racism isn't real. So I think the motive, I, I wouldn't say that. I think with Ice Cube, I think the timing is weird um, of him to be able to, to sit down with him. I think that timing is very weird. And also to me, and I have to bring this up, a lot of the, the issues that we have within a Black community, a lot of the, the issues that we have, um, sorry again, but a lot of Republicans, from my knowledge, will try to say that those issues are not even a thing. So how can you sit down with those people and try to logically think out solutions when they don't even, they, they won't even admit that those are problems? Right. So I, to me, that is more of the, the background uh, that's just a little off. I'm confused why Lil Wayne sat down with him. And then within the Twitter post, I, I didn't like the, the ownership word. 
uh, the Twitter post that Lil Wayne made and him saying we're going to get real ownership, that sounded weird to me. I think a lot of black people also... We it sounded very 40 acres in the mule. <laughs> so, it's, it's I missed the Twitter. I missed the Twitter post. What did, what did he post? So, I don't remember it. Oh, you can My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so he posted a picture of him and President Trump, and he pretty much said, just had a great meeting with the real Donald Trump. Besides what he's done so far with the criminal reform, the Platinum Plan is going to give the community real ownership. He also listened to what we had to say today and assured that he will and can get it done. That was the Twitter post. Okay, and I said, what did they say? I mean... There, well, <laughs> people are... You saying what they said about the tweet? Well, I'm, I'm curious as to what was said in that meeting. As well, right. to, for, Trump, for President Trump to say, yeah, we can get it done. What was said? Because I honestly... I didn't take the time to read about the pre- the platinum plan because it's the presentation of it. It was just yeah. it was kind of like necessarily in the greatest detail either. Like pushing your face. Yeah, I mean, and then the, the presenters. It was just not presented well. So when I, just, I, read the I didn't even plan, read it. It was I mean, it was a lot of good things on it, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. My problem is it's been four years. You mean to tell me that none Why of this now? stuff? Yeah, you know, like yeah. this should have been something that was. Off. And I think that's that's what the problem is, really, with just anybody meeting with him at this time is just the, the timing on everything. Like, yeah, okay, because he's going to use this. I don't think they understand that he's going to use this as a perfect uh, PR stunt, no matter how they put it, whether or not you come out later on, because you saw Don Jr. go out and say things regarding that Ice Cube may be endorsing that man. And right. then you see Ice Cube had to go back on Twitter and try to take it back and say, I'm yeah. not endorsing anyone, which you never should have put yourself in that position in the first place. And even if it was Biden, I mean, I would have the same feelings. Like if this was, you know, exactly. his plan and he's been in, in the office for four years, um, I'm going to look back at what you did these past four years, and then I'm going to compare that to what you're saying you're going to do for this next term. And that's how I'm going to hold you accountable. You know, I'm not going to hold you accountable off of, oh, I've been in four years, and now I'm just going to come up with something so I can get this vote. No, I'm, I'm holding you accountable off these previous years you've been in office. What have you done for the minority group? What have you done for people in need? That's how I look at it. Now, on to the next story, and this is the final story. Kanye West. Kanye West voted for the first time. And with that vote, he decided to vote for the one and only Kanye West. Yes, Kanye West used his first time to vote for himself. There are 300 million people, plus people, in the U.S. with 24 million people not being able to vote. He is not the only one who voted for himself. Over 60 thousand people voted for Kanye West. His name was not on the ballot. You have to write his name in. 60,000 plus people voted for Kanye West. Question, Ms. Clemens, Jamila, if you are married to Kanye West, do you vote for Kanye West? No. 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 And I'm confused. What did they vote for? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What, What did you vote for? Kanye so you, West, what 
Like, what were the stanzas? What, what were, what was any? It was his platform. Yeah. Do you remember when, do y'all remember when he got on stage and he announced that he was running for president? I didn't think yes. it was, I didn't think, I didn't think to take him serious. Like, I thought it was I, a well, joke. He said he was going to do I it did. in 2016. Yeah. He said he was going to do it in 2016. I thought you were actually going to talk about the meltdown he had <laughs> for, I guess, his <laughs> campaign. That Look, was very small, but however. That meltdown was going to cause a lot of people's jobs that day. <laughs> I was watching um, a video, uh, you talking about on SNL? No, when he actually had a meltdown, he actually had a, uh, he actually had a camp, he actually went on a campaign, well, not really a campaign trail, but he had a, a day where he had a, a sort of a campaign run, mm. he was in a, a building, and he had people there, mm. and they were, he actually had the Kanye 2020 paraphernalia, and uh, signs, but he had a meltdown that day. I'm pretty sure it's still on YouTube where he was actually pointing out, uh, I guess people that were fans of his, and he was they he was just going off on them, and he was going off on a rant, and then it led to that rant that went on Twitter, which led to him saying things about Chris Jenner and uh, oh, Cameron I do remember to hold that. On to his, his, I do his remember money. That. And he wanted to shut down his Adidas, uh, his Adidas paraphernalia because of what's going on. And yeah, it just went on for a, a really long time, but it got swept under the rug because of things, better important things that were going on. So I think people lost that kind of, that view of what was going on there. And you know, you're just gonna have some people that obviously they just didn't care enough about the, the race and I'm just glad that 60,000 didn't really affect the race. So take back to the uh, question that I asked before about um, people not voting, people having the right to not vote. If it ever comes to a time to where we have two celebrities in office, do we vote or do we not vote? Like if, we got, if we got two Kanye's in, uh, running for president, we got one on Republican side, one on Democratic side, do you vote? I'd say we never experienced that um, inside of our lifetime. I'm not sure what I would say to that, but I pray that that is something that we never or anyone ever has to live through. Celebrities are not our community leaders. We're, I, and again, I mentioned this the last time, our celebrity culture, I do think it's a generation thing. And I know, um, I think y'all tried to say that it's been like that. And I, I guess that, I understand that celebrities have uh, celebrities have been big forever, but I do think with social media, with reality TV, it's different within our generation. Like we we almost look at them, not me, but as a whole, as a collective, they, they're like our gods. It's weird. It's very, very weird and very cultish to me. The fact that this man got that many votes off of nothing, just him simply saying that he wanted to run, or he was going to run, or he is running, that's ridiculous to me. I, I, it's just, I so think that just speaks to our democracy. I think I would, I would vote. I think I would vote. I would book <laughs> it right now. Close the book on I, I wish I could find a, close the book on it. I'm not going to endorse Colin Cowherd's book, but close the book on it. You can book it. I guarantee you all that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and LeBron James will run for presidency, not at the same time, but eventually it will come down to those two will end up running eventually. I could get you can book it. No, about what 12, 12 more years, 
I, right. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think the Rock I, is a little bit earlier, but you I think so? I think I think the Rock Ooh. is getting close between him or Arnold. I think they're going to really be close with that. Arnold, but, really? I, I, I where have I, I been? Arnold, I haven't. I think I just, Arnold would. I think he would have a little interest in it, given that he won the governor race. He didn't run for senator, however, but. I think he has that sort of an itch. I think he would still want to be interested into it, but I think no one is closer in the celebrity race right now than The Rock Johnson. You think so? You think The Rock has a real chance of being the president of the United States? I think if if we're not careful, I think he. I mean, if he gives the right plan, I think he can. So I mean, he is. I, I, I don't follow him. So would he run as a Republican or a Democrat or independent? I think he would run independent. I think he would run independent. Does an independent does an independent vote like does that hold power? Like, do, how do y'all feel about independent votes? Do, does that hold power to y'all? Whenever y'all have two candidates that y'all really don't want to vote for, so then you vote for third party and it just depends on the platform. Well, I don't think we've necessarily had that, too, but I don't think we've had the necessary um, reason first, and then second, I don't think we've had the necessary person to run as a third party. A lot of people are saying that now was a good reason to vote independent. And then I, I, that's why a lot of people voted for Kanye, which I don't see. <laughs> why well, I don't think choice. we should say a lot of people. I don't think we should say well, a lot I mean, of people. Well, I mean, no, okay, I'm not saying a lot of people. How many, how many people voted this year? When I say a lot of people, I'm just thinking, we're, we're talking Kanye West who has never ran for president, doesn't have any type of political background. And you guys, you, you <laughs> persuaded that is a lot of people. thousand people to vote. Now I know compared to, you know, the 300, 300 million plus people that's in the US, I know that's not a comparison, but when we're talking just an individual person who was late on getting his ballots, uh, late, late on getting his name on ballots, uh, he also oh, only got it on 12 states. In that short amount of time, he got 60,000 people to vote for him. To, to me, that's a lot, especially for a last minute campaign. To me, that's, yeah, that's scary to vote, So I'm kind of on the other opposite end of that. Because you can't get your own wife, you can't get your own household to vote for you. That's kind of speaks volumes that for itself. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you, so if you didn't vote for him, and this is this is for uh, Jamila and Miss Clemens, if you didn't vote for him and he asks, do you tell him that, no, nah, I didn't vote for you? Or do you tell him like, yes, I voted for you, but you really didn't? Well, why would I lie? I'm not going to lie to my husband. <laughs> I didn't vote for you. But I would probably tell him up front, no, I'm not voting for you, and here's why. <laughs> I don't even think I would, like, I know I'm young, but I don't even think I would be able to stay with someone that genuinely in a election like this, you decided that this was the time that you with no political background were going to run for president. I just, I don't even see how that relationship could continue. But she stuck with him through all of the other all stuff. So him. I guess it's like another one of his antics. So I mean, it just makes me wonder. <laughs> If he was to become president, is he going to take it serious? Like, is this something he's really trying to do, or is he just trying to prove a point? I think he really was trying to do it. You think so? 
You saw you okay. think he already I has think, I really um, think so. If you look at have you ever saw his uh campground in I'm Wyoming? Not, I, oh I my actually god, was you gotta take a look at it. his campus in Wyoming is beautiful. I was looking for his campaign, like I was looking for what he was trying to do, but I didn't really see a lot on any type of plan that he had. And and I try to give everybody I try to give everybody a chance. Like I even look I look at Trump's plan, I look at Biden's plan, I I look at everybody's plan before I make a decision. Um, but with Kanye's, I haven't seen anything, honestly. Like, I mean, I know, you know, he's from Chicago and he's, he has charities and whatnot, but I don't know. With America's, with America, you have to see something in writing. Like we need, we need some type of assurance because we've, oh, so had, I think he... we've had presidents who have promised stuff before, but they, they didn't come through with it. So I think with America, um, you know, just more, it needs to be more than just, oh, I want to run for president. I'm already a celebrity. I already have a, a large following. Like, this should be a piece of cake. Like, I feel like I that's sometimes how it gets taken. And hopefully for the future, whenever we have celebrities run for office, hopefully they don't take it lightly. Because, I mean, even as you can see in Alabama, we had a lot, a lot of people was liking Doug Jones and everything looked good and he was going, going to out the HBCUs and stuff. but you know, honestly, we was kind of outnumbered, or his vote was outnumbered. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. Just for the future, hopefully, you know, if we have celebrities that run, hopefully they they do their research, and, and hopefully they would be a good candidate if they are the last, them and somebody else is the last two people on the ballot. Well, you have to look at Donald Trump as well. Oh, I can't believe I just said his name. But you have to look at our number 45, our former president. And you have to think now that that door is open the same way we spoke about how women can vote. The celebrity, I think celebrities running now is going to become normal. It's going to become a lot normal given if you have the right celebrity, you have that following as Donald, Donald Trump obviously had a following. He just said the right things and you have the right campaign strategist. You can really go a long way. I just think that, Kanye West did not have a great campaign strategist if he even had one. I'm, I'm guessing it's himself. If I know Kanye West, it's going to be himself. He didn't have the right campaign strategist, but imagine if Kanye West had the right campaign strategist and he hit all the key states. Let's just say, for example, he had the states that they needed to win that were too close to call. So we're talking about Nevada, Pennsylvania, get me wrong here, Wisconsin Georgia. and Michigan and Georgia. Okay. Imagine if he just hit those and he had the right campaign strategies. He might, he would have had maybe quadrupled the number of that. Hmm. So let me ask you all this. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about celebrities running for the position of president. And we may feel like they're not qualified. Should we as a people stand up and shut it down all the way? Or have we just become so accepting to anything that's given to us? Well, wouldn't that go against our democracy then? I don't know. Would it? I honestly feel like now we live in a world to where everything that wasn't accepted before is accepted now. And we don't want to be the ones to tell you that you can't do this or you can't do that. Like, nobody wants to be that specific person. However, we have we have turned into a country to where we are at that point. Like now they have, you know, ads for all types of things. We have people with different backgrounds running for president. 
I'm not for sure. I mean, exactly. Uh, we we are we we're pretty much the laughing stock of the world because of <laughs> President Trump. I just wonder, so, like, what people, you, you know, it's if we know they don't have the background, the political background for it, the platform. Why 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 are we why are why we allowing this? I don't well, think we should allow it. I just don't know in what way how that would actually look, um, if that makes sense. I'm mm -hmm. trying to envision us not, I, if, that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of, the, when I think hypothetically, I think about the presidents that, well, not presidents, but the celebrities that would most likely try to run for president, which is why I hinted at LeBron and President Trump. I was thinking, well, not President Trump, but uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course. Because I'm thinking about their status and how they're universally followed. I mean, these guys, it's not just an American thing anymore between those two. I mean, The Rock is like the most universally known person in the world and also has the greatest following. I think, I think he has quadruple the number of Donald, I think it's double the number of Donald Trump's and it's about quadruple the number of uh, NBA star Kevin Durant. And that's insane. I mean, that's insane right there. And so if they have, like I said, if they have the right campaign strategist, they could ease. I think they anything is possible. And I think it would go against our democracy if we try to say, no, they're not, they're not qualified. Who are they? And why can't they? Because I thought this was the land of opportunities last time I checked. And obviously it has not been proven historically by our, for our people. But I believe that if we want to see the change that we want in our country, we have to believe in that and actually stick by our word. I mean, just because that person has a celebrity status and they may not be necessarily um, the most educated in politics does not necessarily mean that they could not run and win. I would say this, when we look, at, when we look into our sports world, sometimes we have coaches and principals that are not necessarily qualified for their position. However, it's about the people that surround them that usually give them the best advice on where to direct and how to lead. That way, they end up being successful. Well, all right, we're gonna end it on that note and we're gonna pick back up on the topics for the next episode. But I wanna thank y'all for joining me with this topic. Make sure y'all catch the wrap up on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. And that is a wrap. <laughs>